That wind. That wind is fucking wicked. Just imagine. Just imagine. Mark Wahlberg. Ew. They wouldn't have made a two, three, or four. What do you mean, Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> the first one would have been a direct-to-video at that at that point. If it was Mark Wahlberg, it would have gone to like Paramount Plus streaming or whatever the fuck. I keep getting ads for whatever fucking... I keep... This is Mark Wahlberg's face, and it's something fucking Republican. I don't know. And it's just all, hey, only on Paramount Plus, exclusive, original content. But Mark I haven't Wahlberg. Heard anything with him. Like the last thing I remember him doing is Daddy's Home 2. Uh, he does a bunch that's made by, like. Oh, no, he did that Christian thing. Father Stu or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was one that, like, Day and Time or whatever, Day and Date dropped on mm. streaming also. I vaguely remember that. You know, I was going to ask you earlier. Whatever happened to Ruby Rose? Like, it, it was like she had a great year or two, and then just poof. I only ever knew her from John Wick 2. Uh, I, I told you I started playing John Wick 2 the other night, and uh, she popped up. This fan went, oh, is that Ruby Rose? I was like, sure. <laughs> she goes, oh, she's from Orange is the New Black. And I was like, I've heard that. I've never seen it, so sure. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, she did, like, triple X... Three? Three? I didn't see that one. Never. Never see that. I saw one and two, and I thought two was better than one. But I also don't like Vin Diesel. I kind of like Ice Cube, and I really like Willem Dafoe, so... Willem Dafoe's in the second one? I don't remember. I think he's the antagonist in the second one. Yeah, maybe. He's the I, bad guy. I vaguely remember it. Oh, dude, it's Dan Oral. <laughs> <laughs> bad lights to go out at Golden Corral, shit. And now... Our feature presentation. All right, and welcome back. We are back after our mini-sode for uh, the Oscars. And uh, did did we air the... We were going to talk about... Yeah, we did. About uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. And scream. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple things to preface this with. Thankfully, <laughs> this comes out before all of our John Wick episodes yes. leading up to four, but after four somehow. Uh, as far as all the things we had planned, I died. <laughs> I I was off work, like my actual like life job, for eight days because I was too busy shitting and vomiting my entire <laughs> body's worth out. Uh, lost 10 pounds in one night. That was, I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's a good place to start the diet I've been on since. <laughs> but, uh, then on top of that, you know, with all that vomiting, you tend to have a sore throat. So I had a little cough for a while and then that developed into a head cold that just hasn't gone away. So it's been a rough month. So right. I am going to sound very congested and nasally on the way through <laughs> this. I promise you I'm not contagious. It's just all my fucking sinuses being destroyed and, and my body is a wreck. But if I can do 40 minutes of workout boxing in BRA, I think I think I can get through this. Right. And as for myself, there was uh, illness in my family, which sadly led to death, this being a dog, but still my family. Uh, so, yeah, neither one of us were really in the best position for scheduling. And uh, we decided to focus solely on projects that were kind of 
really excited about, passionate about, which will also expand us slightly more to step outside the day of release. So we'll we'll get more into that at a later date. But right now we are here with you about a day of release film being John Wick 4. No subtitle. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I just, I, I think it's... The Parabellum thing bothers me more now. Like, if this one had a subtitle, too, I'd be like, all right, so these are two kind of, like, what would they be called, like, duologies, then? But, I don't know, it it feels like three sticks out more as, like, the ugly stepchild now. Oh, it definitely does, because it's the most unfocused, the most poorly written, the one with a subtitle. Or is, if they wanted to start with that, and, because it goes John Wick, John Wick, Chapter 2... Uh, does the third one have chapter in it? Yeah, it's John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Like, right. So this one's... a mouthful. Right. This one's John Wick, Chapter 4, right? Yes. First impressions. We're going to be doing the non-spoiler. It feels like it's been a while since we've done this part. <laughs> uh, first five, ten minutes. Uh, we'll Spoiler-free. Yeah, first impressions, no spoilers. We'll give uh, John's signature spoiler warning, and then just go ham on the rest of the movie, and how we feel, and rate. Well, first and foremost, a lot of times with these big theatrical releases, we like to do our, you know, what we expect, but we decided not to do that with this one because this is a John Wick movie, and we all know what to expect. That's the beauty of these movies, is really, there's not anything to spoil. Like, it's, you know what you're going in for, so it's whether or not that's going to be enjoyable this time or not. Yes. So. All right, first impression. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I was really back and forth on it. There's moments that felt like they dragged on a little too long. First of all, this movie's runtime is two hours and fifteen minutes. Fucking and long. It's it's not a quick three hours. It's very much. There's a lot of slower points, and I'm not saying they could be cut, but fuck, I'm so tired. It's, I I usually go to bed at like. 10 at the latest. It's 11.20 right now. <laughs> we hit that... I mean, I go to sleep at 10. You like, wanted to start at whoa, showtime of Whoa, did you see that lightning? I missed Dude, it. Dude, the sky lit up fucking green for a while. Ooh, tornado. Yeah, oh, you see what that the time? fuck? Dude, that's fucking wild. You know, my, my girlfriend texted me during the movie and said our power was out. Uh, mine's been out all day. Uh, we have Yay a country living. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you live up in the hills like I do, so you get it. <laughs> up in the hills, in the woods, the fucking grandmother's house we go. But, <laughs> uh, fuck, what was I talking? Oh, this movie's long as fuck. There's so many slow points, and they they serve the story properly. But I'm so fucking tired. It got to the last hour of the movie. We hit a slow point right before it is essentially the climax of the film, and I leaned over to you and said. Fuck, we got another hour still, man. Like, I think that was... Like, you can tell. I think they just took the story for 4 and 5 and combined them. I think it works. Oh, I'm not saying it okay. doesn't. Like, I, I, I... That sounded like I was complaining in that moment of, like, oh, I was so... And I kind of was. But everything in that last hour, fucking amazing. That is great. So I... I, I take back my... my shitty tone in that moment. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's long. My bladder was telling me it's long. <laughs> uh, but I I actually think it works for the film 
and it being it does not feel disjointed like part three did to me because uh as we'll hear later i feel part three is kind of scatterbrained and all over the place and there's not a through line whereas this one had a very distinct set story and i felt that it flowed better so now we've we talked about you already kind of know what to expect from a John Wick movie. Gunfights, hand-to-hand combat, car scenes. Uh, I don't know if I would say minor politics in that world, but the, the, the world of the criminal underbelly and the, the music, the score. How did all of that live up, in your opinion, to the John Wick standard? Um, I, I, let me phrase it. Let's start with the hand-to-hand combat the gunfights, and the car chases. Did it live up to John Wick's standard? I would say yes, but it didn't one-up anything, I don't feel. I think the car chases, maybe plural, uh, definitely were a huge step up. Then hand-to-hand combat, I I felt like it was on par with the rest of the series. Yeah, on par, but Uh, it it doesn't feel like... Nothing wowed me, per se. You know, the, the... possible car chases uh wowed me i I was kind of like oh fuck and there is one gun fight that really i see you staring at that light and i keep an eye on that motherfucker but uh are we being invaded by aliens i do not remember like Like, what the fuck is that that went from blue to white to red like that was like maybe they're trying to communicate with the president or something i don't know hopefully it's steven spielberg aliens (laughs) The, the nice friendly ones that are like ET phone home type shit, or like I, I was thinking uh, like um, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. I should yeah. watch that movie. Never seen that. Movie? I haven't. No, I have no idea what that movie's about. I know there's some kind of plateau in the desert and a spaceship. All right. Holy anyway. fuck! That wind. You feel that? Yes. That, First, that motherfucker fuck. fought me. What the? F- First impressions. We're we're gonna try and stay focused. This for you storm here, is nuts. I'm glad it's not like pelting us with rain and hail because that would make for really shitty audio quality. <laughs> Luckily, it's a very audio friendly storm. Yeah, yeah. Just wind and green, blue, red lightning. Uh, nothing, nothing to be overly worried about. I hope. <laughs> first impressions. So, the the hand to hand combat, for the most part, gunfights on par. Nothing that stood out. There was one gunfight. Yeah, I was gonna say there was that one had that was me fucking excited. Just that for one. That one one update. I don't even know how to. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, we I, I'll come back to it. We can't. Uh, actors acting. How do you feel? Uh, see, for me, with I feel this one. All right, not to spoil future reviews and stuff. I feel this one was one of the stronger ones. When oh shit, that, that sucks. was that one that came up. To be fair, oh, okay. Uh, I feel this one. And it's a uh, Ford. Okay, chill. <laughs> I feel this one uh, is one of the stronger ones for acting. Yeah, I can see that for sure. It's a lot more... The characters are a little more unique in their diversity. Like, it's not just, I'm the guy with the sword, I'm the guy with daggers, we're Indonesians. It's This one's a lot more like, I'm the big guy, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm the blind guy, I'm I'm the new guy with the dog. <laughs> It's, there's always got to be someone with a dog, right? There's, Apparently. 
I, I, it's not surprising, but at the same time, it's, it's all right, fun. Yeah. Um, all right, tone-wise, I have to say, and it hit me about halfway through, it felt like a Bond film. It was really all over the place for me. Like, I, I said there's not a lot I would cut. There's a section I think I might cut, but it would lead to more like, well, how questions and... You know what? I don't think they needed those questions. So fuck it. Yeah, throw that in because it's a fucking fun scene, anyways. Oh, there are things you can cut. I'm I'm not saying that. I think trying not to be spoilery, but I think I, I they think... left in the appropriate amount of things for it to be a complete story and make yes. sense. Yeah. Well, you could still cut some. You could probably trim five to ten minutes. I would feel comfortable with that. I would probably be cutting dialogue to do that. Uh, Maybe a couple of parts of action scenes. I think I could comfortably lose five to ten minutes of this film. I would have to... I, I don't know how comfortable I would feel like with that if I wasn't at a computer editing it myself. <laughs> if, I was, if I was at my computer, or even on my phone editing it, I would go through and be like, alright, what, what do I really need here? And kind of cut around that. But they got the time, and apparently they're making the fucking money for it to be worthwhile, so who gives a fuck? I mean, the theater was pretty full. It was... I mean, it's also Saturday night. We don't usually do this Saturday. <laughs> so that, that was weird. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, this has apparently had the biggest opening of the franchise. Uh... I think it was a 40 million opening day. Oh, really? Which is Shit. the record for the franchise. That's good. Uh, I mean, the third one booted Avengers. Did it? Really? I mean, Avengers were in for a while, but still, I mean... Still, to, to be able to say you dethroned the Avengers, I'm pretty sure it did anyway. Regardless. Uh, I guess I'll talk about this later in spoilers. Uh, I well, mean, okay, well, then, so... Do you just want to give your recommendation? Yeah, it's just supposed to hit recommendations and just spoil this motherfucker. All right. Uh, uh, absolutely. See, if, you, if you've seen all of the John Wick movies leading up to this, see it. If you haven't seen them, go see them and then see this. But see this. But you need the context of the other ones... To enjoy this to its most, uh, uh, I'm tired. To its, uh, its fullest extent. Yeah, that that one. Uh, <laughs> see the others and then see this. It's worth it. Uh, if you are a fan of this franchise, I think you should go out and see it in theaters. Um, if not, I still think you should see that. This film offers quite a bit. Uh, I agree with Saeed that to get the fullest experience, you should see them all. But even if you don't, you just want to give this a shot, I think you can follow it just fucking fine and still have a hell of a time with this film. Definitely see it, whether it's at home or in the theater. I don't think this is going to hit the same at home. That's the thing that's unique about John Wick movies is there's a lot more weight to them in the theater when you get that loud pop of a gun. Like, it's loud at home, but you don't feel it the same. Eh. But that's... I'm also... I love the movie theater for that that's same. kind of effect. So... I'm going to see any movie in the movie theater. I've seen stupid comedies in movie theater over, <laughs> like, a Thor film or something, which became stupid comedy. I was going to say. That's beside the point. <laughs> uh, I guess my my reference there was in 2011, I remember me and my family saw Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides over seeing Thor. And, and I remember my stepdad at the time being real annoyed about it because he was a comic book nerd and he wanted to go see the Marvel movie, I, at the time, didn't know what Marvel was and didn't care. 
I like Spider-Man, but I'm getting a bad point. So, we both strongly recommend this movie. <laughs> I'm so tired. Alright, well, here comes your spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning! Signature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John Wick dies. That's... That's the, it's the first time a John Wick movie has actually had a spoiler to me. I mean, he yeah. fucking he dies. I mean, the dog dies in the first one. Is that much of a spoiler if that if it's the catalyst of the film? <laughs> That's like I, saying yeah. Indiana Jones might find the Lost Ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, he might find something in this new one, or he might just hand it all over to the chick that's... Now they're going to be the co-star, star, or whatever. Do you, do you think he'll find the Dial of Destiny in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Is. I don't know. I just hope they... It's in the title. I yeah. Maybe they'll find Mutt. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> it would be amazing if they are just like, Oh, yeah, he got dysentery. Died. <laughs> oh, whatever was that? The 50s? Hey, guess what? Mutt, Mutt got... He had polio and died. Oh, oh man. Uh, so, yeah, John Wick died. Uh, How did you feel about that? You know, it. the person, like, three seats to my left, that couple, one right. of them was fucking sniffling and, like, on the edge of tears. And and uh, to me, I was just like, okay. Like, they do a little montage of him and Helen kissing real quick, and then he just says, hello, and then keels over and dies on the steps of the church in Paris. Right. Uh, and, and then it's just... Uh, Winston and the Bowery King, mm-hmm. they're saying their goodbyes or whatever, but like at his grave. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I'm so conditioned with this kind of thing in these movies that I expected him to be behind a tree watching them. I have expected that. I or, have or expected like that. The end credit scene is him like in Japan hanging out with somebody or something. You know, I, to be completely honest, with how this world has played out, I really would not have been more shocked if his hand just shot up out of the grave. Like, <laughs> like, like Evil Dead or... Yeah, like fucking Carrie. If he just fucking arm shot up and grabbed the leash of his dog, it was <laughs> like, I'd have been like, yep, okay. <laughs> it, it definitely... It, the, the Him dying didn't hit in the emotional way it feels like it kind of wanted us to. I Yes, I think they really wanted you to feel that, and then we're just like, yeah, but they didn't, he's not dead. They just didn't build up him dying at all. Like, like, there was no emotional connection to John, like, this might be the end for him. Like, I, I figured it out. I figured it out probably 45 minutes before we got there. That he would die? Yeah. I, I when, know, in my head, I was just like... Uh, Maybe he's dead, maybe he's not. No, no, no. When they were on the boat discussing their tombstones. Oh, you thought that was like foreshadowing? It was absolutely foreshadowing. Uh, you know, I I considered it, but I mostly thought of it as like, that's going to be his out, is he's going to be, he's going to pretend to die, so uh, they're going to make him a gravestone so the high table stop searching for him. The moment he just kind of turned back to his friends and just said, <laughs> loving husband. That's what I want mine to say. Mm. Loving husband. And then it just walked away, and the look they shared, it was just like, oh. That's why in the theater I was like, huh. Because I was just like, oh, he's going to die. Fair. 
but let's we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we just skipped right to the end there. Let's, I can't uh, believe you took us there. <laughs> let's let's go back to the beginning, where honestly, the first thing I would have cut is kind of our cold open. You know, I, I that was another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, now that we're in spoilers, it's the first one of the whole series. I say first one. There's only been four, three sequels. Uh, it's the first sequel that not only didn't really have a cold open, it also, I guess it kind of did, but it it didn't pick up immediately where we left off. No, we had to have been months later. I, I Honestly, I feel like a solid year at least. At, at least, yeah. Like, he healed pretty nicely on his hand. Uh, yeah, he is completely healed from everything. He's out there being the John Wick now, killing the man above the high table, which is, like, a different guy now. Yeah. Which they say is, like, yeah, my predecessor died. I don't got your wedding ring. And then, yeah, yeah you shoot me, does nothing. But, like, it, it's the man who just kind of enjoys it. So, <laughs> like, he won't say he enjoys it, but he enjoys it. Yeah. Like, honestly, the whole Lawrence Fishburne speech and John Wick punching the post, just cut it. Does nothing. Yeah, just really, open that, that, with him on the horse chasing the guys. I was hoping that would be more impactful, and then yeah, nothing happened. So you yeah. could entirely just open on the desert of yeah. him chasing them and and then shooting the, the guy dude, and then table. just John Wick four. It's like that's all you need. You know, I will say that but we slightly disagreed about John Wick three saying like like you said it had no impact whatsoever. And they must have had that criticism a lot because they really just backpedaled on everything John Wick 3 did. Yeah. Like, the the man above the high table, that was my big complaint, was, like, he really undercuts what the high table is and all that. Yeah. And and then he just shoots him, and it doesn't matter at all. So it's like, oh, okay, he's nothing. He means nothing to anything. 100%, yes. And then the uh, Continental... We jump to that. The Continental is Condemned. shut down in the most amazing way. I, I, that was a surprise to me. I did not see that coming. That they blew up the Continental. Yeah, fucking, they really nine eleven to that shit. Oh, damn. I can't believe that they would damn. have. Hmm. I mean, like, you can't blow up a building in New York City, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't like. I get the 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 semblance there, but like. Why wouldn't you just burn it? Like they blew it up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, that, that's all I thought at that moment. And uh, I, I mean, the, the, the bigger hit there, in my, at least in my opinion, was they killed our concierge, the uh, Charon. Charon, yeah. Uh, Lance Reddick's character, which honestly, I, even though I know he passed and he would not come back from war. It it kind of hurt because he I thought he was like the most charming character, especially of three. Like I, I just he was the most enjoyable to me in most of the movies. Yeah, he had a definite charm about him. So for them to just get rid of him kinda sucked. Especially because oh, I... it's so early in the movie and you have probably another two and a half hours from when he dies to oh. the end of the movie. I think that was them continuing to backpedal because what consequence has there been in John Wick 2 or 3? So that was them actually adding some consequence. 
some of our characters we've followed are going to die. It was a right choice. It feels a little odd now knowing the actor has passed. Lance Reddick. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in power, King. Long live the King. Did we decide what we were going to subtitle this episode? Was it going to be Such as Life or Such Long Live life. the King? Oh, um, hmm, good question. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll circle okay. round. Uh, <laughs> so following that, you know, uh, fucking Winston's excommunicado, Geron's fucking dead. Uh, it blew up the Continental. John I'm, Wick's still John Wick on the run, essentially. Yeah, he's in Japan with a friend that we are meeting for the first time. We completely skipped over uh, our big bad. Bill Skarsgård. What did you think? Uh, he was very annoying. He's very snobby. And I get that's the point. And it's to, it, it's for us to hate him and relate in him as our antagonist. So I guess he did a really good job. Yeah, uh, I, I actually really enjoyed his performance. I thought he was uh, incredible. as I, this. I miss the era of intimidating villains, though. He's not intimidating in the slightest. His power comes from his wit and his his status. Not his status and money. Yes. Yeah. Not that I can remember much in the last decade or so of like, oh, I'm like actually worried or scared of intimidated by like, like I, I hate to jump to this as as the last one, but uh, Thanos and the Avengers films, the last two Avengers films. Uh, he is the big bad. Like we get that sense of dread mostly from all of our characters being genuinely scared of him. Right. Uh, there's not a single point where any character in this movie is actually scared of him. He's got leverage on them, like on uh, Kane, the, the blind man. Yes. Because he's got his daughter and all that. But nobody's scared of him. No. No one's intimidated in the slightest. They just know that they can't touch him. Right. So I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like... In this established world, we're not going to get somebody that's untouchable and John's equal. Uh, yeah, I can, I guess, I can, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like, I'm struggling for my, my normal, like, special, special, like, smarty guy words. So I'm, I'm struggling here and I'm going to put a lot of Neanderthalish together. (laughs) But uh, I thought he did an excellent job of being what the part called for. Rich, entitled, and uh, a real fucking brick. Like, this calls back to, like, uh, a lot of, like, 80s to me, where you have the preppy asshole. Your Hans Gruber's? Yeah. Yeah, like, this, this felt like he... Honestly, I turned to you during the movie and said, this feels very 80s. That was, like, right at the start. It did, though. Like, yeah. even, like, the way the, the opening was and it was shot, and it was just like, this is a Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that was exactly what you said. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I mean, it, it grows out of that. But, honestly, that first 20 minutes, I mean, you could just deep fake Schwarzenegger in, and it could have came out in 1988. Uh, so, following that, I, 
Honestly, I'm struggling to remember the first half of the movie. I got you, man. I got you, fam. So so we, we're in Japan, and we get the, the fight where this Continental is under siege because Bill Skarsgård's character is, uh, uh, what the fuck did they call him? Um, some kind of French royalty, I'm some, sorry. Serves on them. And it, it's like his job to go through and like, what, he just leads the team that hunts Wick and he's on the high table? Well, he is part of the high table and they have given him full power to go after John, but his idea is not that he just wants to kill John. He wants to kill anyone that John's associated with because John is rebelling against the high table. So uh, his thing is to kind of squash this rebellion that he feels is happening. I I get a lot of that the the Japan section is a lot of showing what lengths he's willing to go to. Overall story, I could probably cut all of Japan. I when it started and the length of that, I half wondered if that was going to be the whole movie. It was like it was just going to be Japan. a nonstop fight in Japan. Uh, honestly, I thought like we were going to be here for a while, and then like I mean we were, but like. I'm trying to think of if any of it was anything more than set up for potential not sequels but spinoffs. Because um, really, you could cut all of Japan and most of the stories the same. Yes, the only thing it really serves is it introduces our equal for John, uh, Kane, who is a blind assassin, uh, Marquis. That the Marquis, yeah. uh, came to me, uh, has hired, uh, threatening his daughter if he does not go after and kill John. Um, so really, we get. But you could that. introduce him later. Like nothing that happens in that section. I mean, it kind of showcases what. Oh shit! Uh, it kind of showcases like what he's capable of. Yes. But he could do that later because he has plenty of fight scenes throughout the movie. I agree. I'm, so, I'm not arguing that fact at all. I'm just saying... Not that I didn't enjoy the Japan section. It just feels, like you've been saying, inconsequential. Like, it's just not needed. It's really cool, and it's fun, and I enjoy it. But if we're talking, like, what we could cut from this way too long movie... This <laughs> movie's too long. Uh, I would cut that, and that would probably give you an extra half hour off, right? Oh, at least, yeah. So you could probably make it two-hour, 15-minute movie out of this. The I, Continental of Japan, of Osaka, he fucking dies by the Kane's hand. The concierge, or manager, I'm sorry, yeah. the manager, concierge is injured. Is his daughter, too. Yeah, it's the manager's daughter. Um, the manager dies in a sword fight that was very reminiscent of... God damn it, it's not coming to me. Samurai movie that I've seen that's world famous and I just can't think of right now. But that's one thing about this one is, is and this entire franchise, because I even called out before with part, you'll see it, or hear it, I'm sorry. Um, but it, it wears its influences on its sleeve because we have that, which is blatant homage. I want to say Seven Samurai, maybe. I'm probably getting that wrong. It's been a long time since I watched those Samurai films. But... Uh, Kurosawa film, right? Yes. Yeah, probably some Samurai. 
later, we have the direct, 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 I mean, holy shit, you could almost get sued, direct reference to the Warriors. The Matrix? I thought you were talking about guns off the guns. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole DJ on the radio. Oh, okay. Everyone after him, and yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, I half expected somebody to show up with Coke bottles on their fingers and... (laughs) John Wick, come out to play, I mean, it was so blatant. I mean, enjoyable, mm-hmm. incredibly blatant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I want to touch on, I, I was really excited about it, but I held myself off to the spoilers. When I talked about, I guess I'll start with the car chase, because that came before the next part. Uh, and this is all... In France? In, yeah. And this is all in the last hour that I... Oh, man, you, about you're it. skipping so much. Oh, uh, is there a lot more to... I mean... It, it the fight like, with the Batman. It was fun, but, like, is there That was the best fight in the whole movie. Hand-to-hand? True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best fight in the whole movie. I mean, and that's what allows John to get to this next level, was he meets this fat gangster in Germany, and that's his take it back in with his family... Because his end goal is to challenge the Marquis to a duel. But he has to be part of the family to do that. Yeah, and he has to get back in with his family. And his goal is to kill this fat gangster to regain their trust. So, yeah, and we get a really fucking awesome fight scene between him and this guy in a fat suit, though. It's very convincing, and if that's not a fat suit, holy shit, is that dude awesome. Um, I'm glad you did bring that part up, actually, because uh, I mentioned it to you in the theater. Uh, the director, Chad Stahelski, Stahelski, he, uh, this movie's budget is obviously much more than any of the others, by yes. far. This has got, like, not quite Avengers level, but a Marvel movie budget, right? Yeah. He didn't go dump that into excessive special effects or anything. He dumped that into the sets, especially this set of that club of the Fat Man. That entire club with the waterfalls and everything is all one set they made. That's incredible. It's amazing because that is a fucking phenomenal set. Like, real waterfalls and shit that they're doing all this through. Like, it's, it's incredible what you can get when you let somebody who understands the trade of filmmaking much more like... A director, obviously a director knows what they're doing, but, like, like a stuntman turned director understands the ins and outs of how and what needs to happen for the shot to appear a certain way. Right, and the fact that he's been entrusted and has proven himself in this franchise to the point to get this budget and to be able to, to actually play in such a large world. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he did work on Avengers stunt-wise and stuff Stahelski like that. did? I believe so. Oh. I know he did uh, a lot of the Matrix stunts. Yes. Like, he was, he was their stunt lead on that. He was Keanu's uh, double, I thought. I think he might have been, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible fight. Uh, and Keanu, of, of, of course, wins. But we're also introduced... Uh, slightly before this, to Mr. Nobody. That was the only way I was going to refer to him. Yeah. The man with the dog. Yes. The new guy with the dog, sorry. Yeah, I I, I mean, we're introduced to him briefly, 
in Osaka. And at first, we first see the dog and then kind of a person. And I was like, oh, Halle Berry's back. Oh, no, no. And we kind of did a lot of jumping around there because, like, oh, Halle Berry, Halle Berry is back. And then quickly you realize, like, oh, this is a dude. Yeah. So we're like, oh, hey, Common's back. And then we're like, no, that's, that's too bulky to be Common. What the fuck? And then it's uh, a guy I don't know. I have no idea who it is, so, but he impressed just, me. It's just some nobody, Mr. Nobody. He really impressed me. I have to say he was the standout for me. Of the whole movie? Yes. Yeah, I can I can jump in on that, yeah. Yeah, he really, really stood out. Uh, he held his own in the action scenes, and... He's I, much more, I don't know about grounded, but real of a character, in the sense that he's like, yeah, no, fuck all that. Like, I'm going I'm to hang back, like, 30 yards, and I'll shoot <laughs> you. And, and like, I'm, I'm not no pro assassin. I'm just a dude with a gun from a distance. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't live in this world. I, I just want paid big money for my house. I want. Yeah, I like how he's tracking John, and then he has his ledger, and following how much he's worth, and it's just like, nah, not enough yet. Like, he'll, he'll actively kill people trying to kill John. So he can keep him alive longer, so the bounty's higher. Yes, I appreciated that. And I, like you said, he's mostly a distance uh, fighter. He, he likes to keep his distance and shoot. But when it comes to close hand-to-hand combat, he mostly relies on his dog. Yeah, he's just kind of like moderate, I guess. Like, if we're talking like John Wick and, and Kane and all them being like intermediate, he's maybe amateur at that point. Well, I mean, yes, the first and only time him and John Wick actually have hand-to-hand fighting, John hands him his ass within seconds. Yeah, it was like 20 seconds and John was ready to kill him. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, But I appreciate that, that he realizes that is not a strong suit and he has the uh, Belgian Shepherd as his, basically, hands for a fight. It works. It was a cool little, you know, tidbit. Something we haven't quite seen before. He's got his methods. He, he makes it work. Right, because Halle Berry had guns, and she was basically John Wick with tits and two dogs. Yeah. So, whereas this guy is clearly his own entity, and I appreciate that. And he's funny. So, that guy's club, yes. that guy dies, he rips the tooth out to prove to his family, hey, I killed him. Yeah. Like, Alright, you're back. Let's Let's go duel. Oh, the whole burning thing where I was just like, come on. It was that was a reference to Kung Fu. Where they they burn themselves with the cauldron with the oh. symbol and yeah. Okay. Tarantino would have got the reference. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, from here John Wick challenges the marquee to a duel and uh I'm sitting there in the theater, it's like, alright man, we got like 15, 20 minutes left, it's like, this is actually not wasting its time. That's and then... When I leaned over and said, we've got at least an hour. I literally was, in my head, what the fuck? That's what, because in my head, when we got to the setup of the duel, and they're talking pistols at sunrise, I'm thinking like, alright, shit, we're gonna get like a little bit of dialogue where they say their goodbyes to each other, and then they, you know, fuck off, go do the duel, and we're done. Cool, like 15 minutes. And I look at my watch, and it's like we probably got like an hour and ten, maybe hour fifteen left of the movie. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm so tired." <laughs> Fuck. Yes, and because just, uh, this is where the 
the Warriors come in because he calls out a hit of what forty? I think it started at twenty six, and then the, it makes its way up to forty million to kill John Wick because the the Mister Nobody kept calling the guy because you know at some point had been kind of hired for his services. And right, they've been going back and forth about a deal, but to make that deal legit, they have to actually put out an actual contract so anybody can collect on it. Really. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it balloons up to forty mil by the end of the night. Uh, that leading into the car chase, I wanted to discuss. I thought that car chase was so much fucking fun. That car chase was amazing, and you know this is a, a little more reference heavy. I almost expected them to reference a French film from the seventies. Um, I might even be wrong because I've only, it's a short film. I've only seen it once. I believe it's called Rendezvous. It's basically a French filmmaker strapped a camera because, uh, they had worked on something and he had a special camera and he strapped it to the front of his Ferrari and drove from one side of Paris to the other at sunrise because no one was up. Mm -hmm. And basically you just watch from the front bumper of this Ferrari as it is Fucking hauling ass through Paris. Okay. Hearing this motor fucking scream. And I like we get this whole fight where John Wick ends up getting a 1971 Barracuda, not a Hemicuda, did not have the shaker hood, so it's not a Hemi. Probably a 440. Anyway, he gets this badass muscle car, and we are heading to the Arc de de the Arc de Triumph, right? Yeah, that. that. Sorry. I well, think it, it. it started near the Eiffel Tower, right? Yes. And then that made its way to Dark Day Triumph, and they did laps and laps and laps of that thing going the wrong direction, doing all kinds of, like, fuck motorcycles and shit, crashing yeah, cars and left and right. Crashing cars and then doing a donut around a car wreck shooting dudes. Just hitting dudes with tail ends, fucking having people. And that also begins the the next fight sequence. And you know what? Taking I take back my previous statements. The hand-to-hand fight scenes in the Arc de Triomphe loop were fucking fun. Of him they, just they were, yeah. chucking dudes into oncoming traffic was hysterical every fucking time. Well, it seems like the franchise needs to have kind of like this cool centerpiece where it really stands out for a big battle and they outdid themselves here because A, it doesn't feel kind of cliche like like they've done in the past, where it's like this special environment you'd never run into. They're just like, what happens if we did it at the Arc de Triomphe? Or I, uh, the Arc de Triomphe. Yes, thank you. Two years of French class. Chapitre pour le français. Je m'appelle ça. That's that's what I remember. I took two years of French too. It's just not clicking in my brain right now. Um, but yes, uh, awesome, awesome fight where they're using cars and. Oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Which then leads into... Oh, okay. I'm dialing it back slightly. The start of this this car chase fight scene is your warrior-style radio narrator who is playing the, the soundtrack, essentially, yeah. for our fight. So the music's actually happening. And there's a very fun rock version, I guess. A little more rock version of Paint It Black. I'm pretty sure that's just the Stones sure? version. Is it? I'm pretty sure. 
I mean, there's multiple versions that I've heard, but I think that's just the Stones. I was pretty focused on the action. Been, it may have been remastered then. It could have been, yes. Much clearer. I, it sounded like it was a newer version. Maybe it's just a remaster of it, or it's the same version, but updated with better recording equipment. Uh, I would not be surprised by that as how famous that song is. Uh, you know, I when it started playing, my first thought was like, how many times is this song going to follow Ian McShane? Because <laughs> I, it, I immediately went back to, I don't know if you ever watched it, on HBO Westworld, the series. Right. I never did watch it, but yes. There, he, Ian McShane's in it as some kind of cowboy dude in the saloon, right? Like one of the heads. And uh, it, following an action, he did, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but they do a very Western cover of it, like rendition. So it's all, it's slowed way down, and it's all, like, on a dude's guitar in the back of a room kind of vibe. That's and it's cool. fantastic. I love it. It's my favorite version of Paint It Black. So that's my first thought. It's like, damn, this song's just going to follow Ian McShane everywhere <laughs> he goes. But uh, then they, they, what song did they kick to after that? I don't even remember. They did two or three songs in a row. Yeah. This car chase is long as fuck. I mean, well, it, it's a fist fight to the car chase to a fist fight to my favorite gunfight of the movie. This is the one that's well, out to a me. bike to a gunfight on the stairs. The the gunfight and they do this. The, okay, so first of all, the gunfight starts with a montage. Oh, I guess a whole section I'm talking about all of this from when the radio narrator right. starts starts with a montage of the price on Wix head going up to twenty six mil. All of the assassins in Paris, you know, gearing up in that kind mm-hmm. of montage. And you just see this one group of assassins start busting out rounds of Dragon's Breath. And the moment I read <laughs> that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. This is going to be a lot of fucking fun. I saw that. That is so much fun to play with. And I had completely forgotten about these incendiary rounds even existing. And I saw it and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be cool. So much fucking fun. So... The gunfight starts, and we get a few cool shots initially, even like normal shots, of him getting shot out of the dragon's breath and stealing it from one of the guys he killed and fucking blowing away the rest of them with it. And it, the well, camera this... pans up to a much more video game style, like we're above the roof in this top-down perspective, just watching him make his way through and light dudes up quite literally. Yeah, this this all takes place in uh, an abandoned mansion. I believe. Some kind of abandoned building in France. I don't know. Like some kind of big hotel-esque. Yeah. Uh, either way, this top-down view was amazing. The fact that they had the budget to build this entire set where they could do top-down views and with this Dragon's Breath ammo where it's just lighting dudes on fire, lighting the set on fire... And we're just following a majority. I'd say, like, what, 10 minutes? This is just it's top-down view. Essentially one long take. And it's yeah. fucking incredible. And all I kept thinking was, only a stuntman-turned-director could think of how to shoot this. Because they would have to understand the stunts, the pyrotechnics required, because playing with fire is not easy, and and the camera work you'd have to do to make that look right. Yeah. And he fucking nailed it. It was so fucking cool. The only other time in the movie I even considered how cool the... I don't even want to call it cinematography, because it's not quite cinematography, but, like, 
the art of using the camera in the scene was during, the, I think, the fist fight, gun fight in the streets by the Arc de Triomphe. And it did this, like, pan, this circular pan around them, like, three or four times, like, just mm-hmm. circled them shooting at each other and fucking throwing each other in traffic. And it was just so much fun. I don't even remember exactly what happened in that shot. I just remember, I thought it was, like, really fucking cool. We're just doing this loop with them fucking each other up. And this this. loop of traffic. And uh, you bring up cinematography. It really stood out to me. I think this is probably the best shot of all of them. Easily. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same cinematographer, because I believe the, the first three shared the same cinematographer. But this one, for whatever reason feels different and it may be it's a new one or this guy just had the money to play and really fucking went to town but it's amazingly shot i think it was a director who has done amazing work with smaller budgets being given a bigger budget and not just wasting it on well what can we afford now and much more of like oh we can finally do this idea i've wanted to do for last three films now like it it makes me wonder how much of the last three have been constricted by budget on what they wanted to do but just could not afford to do and they finally let the reins go like all right here's another hundred mil well it feels like they probably had the budget for both four and five and since they're just like what if we made this one movie and then had the budget for both of them because like the the set pieces like we talked about the club scene absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. this mansion palace hotel whatever it was scene absolutely incredible this set i mean um the the shots of uh the the continental getting blown up or the oriental continental that mm-hmm. set was fucking incredible all of it there's not a set in this movie that feels awkward or misses no i mean even these inconsequential ones like uh the the bowery kings hideout or his french hideout well no i even the one in the beginning that i would just cut it's cool it's beautiful it works uh his french hideout with all the fucking art and everything and this (laughs) this fucking abandoned subway incredible incredible stuff um and then the the finale with the this church with 200 and what 20 stairs and then we're overlooking paris it's just all of this is so incredibly shot, so beautiful. The the fight scene was almost played for comedy. The whole he has to get up the, this two hundred twenty steps in like twenty, like ten minutes. I should say, 20, right? Like ten minutes, and every time he gets to the next flight of stairs, there's a whole another group of dudes standing there waiting <laughs> for him to fuck him up. And a few times he gets knocked all the way to the fucking bottom, has to start it all over again. And honestly, when I first saw it, my first thought was, oh, that's going to take me 15 minutes just to get up those. <laughs> and this one, you see, he's fucking shooting dudes, fighting them all, getting thrown down and having to crawl back up. Well, it, it's it's an awesome sequence because we get a fist fight to a car chase to this palace mansion shootout to a bike chase to the stairs. And then he has to fight his entire way up the stairs. And, you know, just when we think he's done, uh, one of the big bads shows up uh, and knocks him the entire way back down. 
and then Kane shows up to assist him. How did you feel about Kane showing up to, to help him get to the top? I thought they had an understanding at that point, and that's why the ending of the film wasn't so surprising to me, and I kind of saw it come in the moment, like... Because the, the ending, the, I guess I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't shocked or anything. But yeah, okay. They they got to give him some kind of redemptive arc, and this felt like it. Like, all right, fuck it. No, we're getting up there. Come on, let's go. I half wondered if it was just, I want to get to face you. Maybe. Like, that. I wasn't well, they, sold on the collusion. It's clear throughout the film that they were, at one point, at least very good friends. Yes. And a mixture of time, retirement, and now being on opposite ends, whether they want to be or not, has pushed them apart. The scenario has placed them in, in such a spot, oh, shit, that uh, they're at odds against their will. Just for a brief moment, I want to go back to you talked about the kind of the head henchman, the third big bad, I guess, of the movie. He just gets, he, he comes and he throws John down all the steps as soon as he gets to the top. And that felt like the most video game moment of the entire movie <laughs> to me because it's like, yeah, yeah, you beat the boss. You're almost there. Hey, guess what? Do it all again. I've got a bigger health bar now. <laughs> Try again. And I, in my head, because I'm still, I was tired at this point. In my head, I was just going, Oh come on! Let's just let him, let him shoot the other guy and let's let's leave. <laughs> well, when Kane showed up, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Kane or Mister Nobody that showed up to assist him because, as, as we discussed, there's a brief hand to hand between Mister Nobody and John in the mansion where John almost kills him, and uh, this third big bad. Uh, did he ever have a name? I'm sure he did, and I just didn't care to learn it. I he's completely just, missed it. He's like slightly different henchman to me. Yeah. Not even bigger. Just like, hey, this is the henchman we see the face most often. I'm pretty sure that's Scott Atkins, I think. Could be. I don't know. Uh, he fought like him if it wasn't. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, he is about to shoot Mr. Nobody's dog and John Wick shoots him, but you know, everyone's got the bulletproof magic suits. And uh, so, yeah, I was half expecting that would change Mr. Nobody's alliance. You know, I got to say, that was another thing that was really refreshing about the... Oh, I have to run over. Uh, that was another thing that was really refreshing about all the gunfights in Paris was, like, in Japan we had, you know, the the, car, not, not, the high tables elite squads. So they have all the armor and shit. I like that they had, like, a samurai face on the It was a lot time. more unique, but at the same time it's more... Yeah, we're immune to bullets. Like, I'm bored of that already. We've seen that. that. That you did that before. Yeah, you don't that was the last film. It. So having going back to just assassins, just dudes out yeah. there in fucking like vests and t-shirts and shit in Paris, and then they just get lit up by dragon's breath and all kinds of other shit. Made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, it was refreshing to not have it be like, come on, you can't fucking kill these people. Right. Like, I have to essentially do hand-to-hand combat to get your gun to their neck and then shoot. Yeah. Um, so going from there, Kane and Wick work together, get back up the steps. Kill this uh, guy. Oh, well, no. The they injure Nobody gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Because they injure him, and just as he's about to shoot them in the back, Mr. Nobody's dog shows up and fucks this guy up, and then Mr. Nobody shoots him in the head. 
And then and the then, laugh out loud moment. Go ahead. Which where Mister Nobody gets to sit on the bench and. No, 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 his dog pisses oh, on the guy's head. yeah. Fuck, I already forgot about that. Yeah, the dog gets to relieve himself. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, I so mean... why not the bullet hole in this dude's head? Normally, I'd be like, too far. I'm two hours into this movie of ridiculousness. I'm going with it, and I laugh. Okay, you got me. You hooked me, movie. Had you done that, you know, an hour earlier, I'd probably be like, oh, come on. But no, at this point, I'm with it. So now, instead of either of the two guys killing Wick, they all kind of walk up the steps together to the dueling table, and Mr. Nobody and his dog go take a seat on the bench and just watch. Kane and Wick get ready for their duel, because Kane has to represent Marky, because Marky's a little bitch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they do their duel. They shoot at 30 paces, graze each other, shoot at 20 paces, get decent shots on each other, but nothing's going to kill them. And then at ten paces, now this is the part where I or I knew something was like yeah was when they they exchanged their their little saying. Um, those uh, who embrace death live, and those who embrace life, those who cling die. to life, die. yeah, yes. Um, that's not even what got me. What got me was that that I realized something was up was when they go to shoot. There's a very obvious bloodness shot off a wick. Where he gets shot in like the side, mm-hmm. like a pretty bad shot, but uh, it, it was very obvious, at least to me, that Wick didn't shoot. Yeah, I caught and, that too. And Wick always shoots, so I was like, okay, what's the play here? And that's when little bitch was like, ah, give me a gun. I want to do it. I want to do it now. I'm in charge. Yeah, and he, he, he claimed the final shot. You know, which he tried to, but Kane says like, hey, my, my daughter's free, right? We're free. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, 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 you're free. He goes, okay, yeah, here. And gives him the gun. <laughs> and that's when Winston likes to step in and go, you're such a dumbass. <laughs> you arrogant prick. Like, you John never fired. Fool. <laughs> and then John Wick puts a bullet through his fucking head. Yeah. Which was so fucking satisfying. Which is the point. You yeah. want that from your villain guy. Um, just made me laugh so hard. I just It tickled me inside. I was like, finally, we're done. <laughs> Fuck. But that brings us full circle back to where we started. With our spoilers. Uh, John dies on the steps. How did you feel about that? I just, I honestly don't care. Because I was at a point where by the end of the movie, I thought I'd be all right with no more of these. Like, obviously they're doing spinoffs, but like, I think John Wick has served his purpose. He doesn't really have anything else he needs to accomplish. So he has served, and he doesn't need to serve? Exactly. He's done. <laughs> um, I feel... If anything, I was more annoyed that they didn't do enough to set him up to die. And I don't mean that in, like, a make it obvious he's going to die. I mean that more in... I, they didn't give me any reason to be emotionally attached and sad about him dying. Yeah, they, was... they didn't try and really twist that knife or anything like no. that. Uh, they just kind of relied on, well, you followed him for, you know, four movies now. You really like him. You should feel sad about this instead of really hitting home with the emotional aspects and ramifications of this. Honestly, I was sadder when Charon died. I didn't have any real emotional beat with it. I, I'm not, like, sad that there won't be more Wick. I mean, he's going to cameo on that ballerina thing, but even that, I'll be like, hey, all right, whatever. For me... 
Uh, I get what you're saying. For me, it felt like a cheat. Because what the fuck was the point of all of this then? He fought for his freedom. For, for, for what? What was the point? Yeah, I, that did feel a little like... Like, why bother? Like, what was your purpose of doing this yeah. entire night? If you're just going to, like, be okay with killing over and dying? Yeah, that... Like, I'm sure he didn't plan on dying, but, like... No, but still, he made like... peace with it in a way that I'm like, but why? Because yes. Winston fucked you over. You don't... He doesn't owe you. You don't owe him. Uh, they didn't really sell the friendship between Kane and Wick enough that it'd be like... I'm doing this for him now. Like, it just, yeah, it, it was a weird wrap up. Like, I it just don't kinda, like it. it. I honestly, if he had just walked off into the sunset, I would have been just as fine. And if they didn't make any more, just as fine. Yeah, he he should not have died. It feels pointless. Uh, it doesn't feel earned for sure. Yeah, like like for me, like Tron's can- death had. It was it was a consequence. Like that made sense. Yeah, it's sad too. That's I think a part of why it's sad because it's a consequence. He didn't fuck up. Uh, Winston fucked up, and now Tron's dead because of it. And to me, this was just Keanu's way of being like, "I'm done and not coming back." And you know what? I can't blame him because the dude's getting to be close to sixty now, and this is a very demanding role to do it right. Oh, I don't blame him either, but just stop fucking doing that. Yeah, it's like, you could just say he's retired. I wanted a scene of him and his dog in a house with him fucking happy. Because, you know what, then all this Would have been worth it. Yes. It would have been the one thing he had been working for. Yeah, it would have meant something. Whereas now, he went on a rampage for three fucking movies. Because I'm not counting that first one. That one was deserved. For... No reason. You know what? If we're talking about an ending we would have wanted, I don't even need him in a house. If we had just it, it, like a quick shot of him standing in front of his house being rebuilt, and, the, jo- and John now John Leguizamo drives up with the car and like I, I expedited some some processes. Oh shit! I that would have I would have been like wrapped up. Nice, thanks. We're John back wasn't to, even in this one, was he? He wasn't in three either. John Leguizamo? Yeah. Uh, Last we saw him was in 2. I could have swore he was uh, in 3. I'm pretty sure he's not. Last we saw him was in 2, I believe, at the end when he's excommunicado and he gets the text that Wick can't be under him anymore. Like, right. part of the services. Yeah. Hmm. Which is a shame because, honestly, I thought he was one of the better parts of the first movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed his character a lot. But, uh, I mean, we've covered it, uh, we didn't stay for the post credit scene of this movie because it didn't sound interesting to me, at least. It just you sets up his. a spinoff. Yeah, it's just uh, Kane at his daughter's violin street performance and uh, the concierge of the Osaka Continental, the daughter of the manager there, is, like, ready to kill him. Like, she's got a sword unsheathing. Yeah. And that's it. And it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't care about this. I'm, I'm tired. I want to go home. So I had to pee. Uh, very badly. All right, so we've reached. We've reached. Yeah, we talked the whole movie. Uh, what would you rate this movie? How would you score it out of five? I'm. I'm torn, because overall I feel 
that it's the second best. It's the it's beautiful. It has some amazing set pieces and everything, but it just kind of negates the ending negates all of it. Mm-hmm. And that really fucking gets me. Like up until discussing this and realizing it's just like that makes this worth uh, all of this was worth nothing. All of it. This entire journey. Mm-hmm. To die free? Who gives a shit? Like, I, that you means die nothing either way. Yeah, yeah, like, if you're dead, you're dead. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you should have just sat at your wife's grave and taken one in the back of the head then. I mean, mm-hmm. I that that really fucking annoys me, and I really enjoyed this fucking film. This this was my second favorite. It's It was kind of a weird wrap-up, and it's very sudden, too, like, uh, like everything was set up and ready to go and good to go until he steps down at the steps and then is like, "Hey, I'm done." And uh, that is like, "Oh, why? What?" I have like, to. Mm, I mm, that god damn it! I is does that make this worse than part? I have to do it. I have to think, say it's three and a half. Really? I was gonna rate this four and a half. Because I think it's better than two. It's not as good as one. One is still top-notch to me. It's the best. It's the most singular. And obviously, these are meant to be, like, chapters. But one is the one that stands on its own the best. Do you really want to spoil future episodes? Is it spoiling if everybody's on the same page in the world that (laughs) one is the best movie? Uh, Four and a half for me. Because it's... All around a good movie, and I won't fall three minutes at the end for the whole movie. But that that negates all of this. Like, why? Why do any of this? Why? Well, it's not like he planned on dying. <laughs> if anything, you should be more annoyed with the writers in that sense. Like, I, it's I'm annoyed with all of them because it got the okay. That's fair. And the film went through, and they're just like, no, this is a good ending. I cannot, in good conscience, sign off. Like, I was at a solid four, and I still think, out of the films, I, I this is my second favorite, but that ending annoys me so much that... You're sounding a little petty about the ending now. Like, you're being spiteful to it. I, and it's not that. It's that I love story. Story is, like, my biggest thing. And really, with this ending, and I get that it, it wasn't intended, but to me, it just makes this entire journey we've been on meaningless. So, you're sticking with three and a half stars, then? Yeah, I have to. All right, so that's an average of a four out of five for us, 80%. I'm sticking with four and a half. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I was at a solid four, could have gone either way with the ending, and then the ending happened, and I'm just sitting here just like, why did we watch these movies then? What was the point of this? Because I get that it was not intended. It shouldn't have happened, and we've heard the entire time, the only way out, John, is death. But he found another way out. And then he, died. Got it, and then died, and it's just like fuck you, man. This this is uh, I, I, I'm I feel cheated <laughs> story wise and character wise because you're getting like actually annoyed with it. Like I, I like, am annoyed you know with this I mean? ending. Like you're not just like kind of joking. Like you're mad right now. I can tell about it. Like, I'm, how did I, this get okay? I'm not angry like I was with Halloween. 
No, I'm that, annoyed. That was like spitting in the face and stuff. This oh is my more God. like, I've, like <laughs> I, if I'm anything, annoyed. I'm confused. I'm just like, why? Like, why? Why choose that? Like, you could have him die, I guess, at some point, but maybe not right after four or five people are like, "Hey, congratulations, you're free." Yeah, you've finally done what you asked for. You could die a free man. I, and it's like, I mean, okay. Do you think maybe? Really? Do you think maybe John knew he was dying, and that's why he asked Winston if he could take him home? Oh, absolutely. Once he said, "Can you take me home?" and then Winston turned to walk away, in his eye. Like, it was oh. just like, "Okay, where are we going?" And then he just dies on the stairs after flashing back to the memory. Oh shit! Uh, I guess we're not going this way. Sorry, tree down in the road. Yeah, yeah that was a bit surprising. We, we have been discussing there's a storm. Four is our average. John Wick Chapter 4, no subtitle. <laughs> the uh, final chapter. That, yeah, I guess that's why. I was worried that would be a spoiler, like, that it's the final, like, it's done. Like, I mean, because how else does John Wick be done? Now that we've finished discussing that, um, our next week's episode is actually going to be John Wick 1. And then each week after that will be, you know, two, three. We might have to and speed it up to get Dracula. So our next episode after John Wick Chapter 3 will Parabellum will be uh Renfield, I guess, technically, right? Striking with Iron Tide on that one. Yeah. And then that'll be followed by mini sodes where we discuss Dracula media in one way or another. Uh, Noteworthy Dracula films. Um, I, th- I think we're definitely discussing Nosferatu, right? Uh, because I really want to watch it. I've been good and held myself back until I finish reading Dracula to watch it. Yeah, until then, uh, like, rate, review, smash all the buttons, throw the computer, uh, crush your phone, report us. I don't give a shit what you do. Just make sure you hit grandma with the keyboard. <laughs> and stay tuned for the rest of the Wick franchise. And, uh... I'm going to continue to be corny because it makes me laugh, and that's really the only reason for this. We'll see you at the movies. You've arrived at your destination.